0: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA member FDIC. Wendy's is giving you a chance to win cash. Head to a participating Wendy's, snap a pic when you try the new homestyle French Toast Sticks, and post it on social using the hashtag Wendy's French Toast Sticks Sweeps, or log on to Wendy's French toast Stick Sweeps.com. Wendy's new Homestyle French Toast Sticks are crispy on the outside, fluffy on the inside. They're so good, they're the best thing to ever happen to breakfast. No purchase necessary. See rules at wendysfrenchtoasticksweeps.com. Sweepstakes end September 11th, 2022.
1: friends and welcome into gamecock central radio talking baseball today with gamecock central staff writer colin taylor i'm emerson phillips and colin an interesting series for the gamecocks with florida this past weekend florida had been ranked number one in the country much of the year they slipped to number two in the polls after dropping two games to central florida but they came into columbia and took two out of three from south carolina but despite the fact that the gamecocks lost the series. Mark Kingston pretty pleased with his ball club at this early juncture in the season.
0: Yeah, and, you know, I think that, you know, coming into this weekend, if you had told me that South Carolina would take a game against Florida, I would have probably considered that a win for this team just because of how inexperienced they are. This is the first, you know, nationally ranked, you know, top five team, top five test of the season, and they held their own. Um, Kingston was not happy at all with losing the series. But says that there's a lot of positives to draw on. And, you know, you can only get better now um, playing, you know, the number one team in your conference with a definitive national champion to start SEC play, uh, which is always a, a huge benefit for, for this team. And um, even Kevin O'Sullivan said after the game, you know, Florida got swept their first series, SEC series last year. So um, this series is never always indicative of what a team could turn into, especially. Uh, down the stretch in May and June.
1: A crowd of 7,034 at Founders Park watched Florida beat South Carolina 7-3 to on Friday night in game one of the series. South Carolina scored first in the bottom of the first, a two-out seeing-eye single from LT Tolbert to score TJ Hopkins. But then Florida would score two runs in the fourth, one in the fifth, and two more in the sixth. And, Colin, this was the marquee pitching matchup of the weekend. Adam Hill ended up taking the loss for the Gamecocks, three runs on three hits and six Ks with five walks in four and two-thirds innings. And Florida's outstanding junior right-hander Brady Singer was the winning pitcher. Two hits and a run allowed, seven strikeouts, in six innings pitched. It was Singer's fifth win of the year, and that leads the SEC.
0: Yeah, and, you know, it's you know Adam Hill and Mark Kingston both said that it was kind of an uncharacteristic uh, start from Hill uh, this weekend. He wasn't able to locate as well as he had in the, over his last three starts. Um the fastball wasn't necessarily working as well as it has been, uh, and Florida did a good job kind of getting to him and drawing walks uh, right away. And um, you know, the, the the strike zone didn't help with that at all. The umpire was very uh, uh, inconsistent for both teams, um, and ended up tossing Mark Kingston and tossing Carlos Cortez on um, that Friday night game. Pretty emotionally charged, and um, uh, it, it was just South Carolina didn't really have an answer for Brady Singer, who's a projected top 10 pick in this year's draft yep. so he was electric um and i think that you know that was a game that you know you knew would kind of be a little bit back and forth and you know it was really who got to the starting pitcher uh first and florida was able to kind of jump on adam hill and uh ride that one till the end.
1: yeah and the five walks for hill certainly didn't help florida took advantage of those yeah. free passes and Florida was just clearly the better team on Friday. So at that point, Colin, you know, we had to wonder how the Gamecocks would respond. And the Gamecocks broke out the bats on Saturday, played what Mark Kingston said was probably their best game of the season, beat Florida 15-7 in front of 7,207 at Founders Park. South Carolina with a season-high 16 hits. The Gamecocks hit four home runs and an outstanding effort from Cody Morris, a career-high 10 strikeouts on the mound for the Gamecocks.
0: Yeah, and, you know, I, I think that the biggest, I mean, you know, you, you look at how, you know, they had 15 runs, I want to say, and they had 16 hits, but, you know, Cody Morris' outing was probably the uh, biggest storyline and biggest takeaway because he dominated a really, really good Florida lineup and looked like a guy that could, you know, work with Adam Hill and kind of be these two shut-down guys um, when Adam Hill's on um and that was the big thing i mean he was his changeup was working really well um he showcased a curveball for really the first time this season consistently uh and florida really didn't know what to do with it and I, that that was that outing could be nothing but beneficial for for morris who um has been kind of streaky at times this season uh and then obviously the bats got together jacob holton had a huge day had a huge weekend uh and jonah bride really um Stayed with it, and he's been working on trying to get comfortable in his stance, making sure that he's kind of short to the ball, uh, getting there quick. And uh, I think the tweaks in his mechanics have paid off. I think he had the RBI hit Friday, and had a huge, uh, huge game Saturday as well uh, to kind of help vault that team uh, to a to a pretty massive victory against the top five team.
1: Colin, you were at Founders Park this weekend, and I caught the beginning of Saturday's game on the radio. And I wanted to get you to talk about Noah Campbell's inside the park home run. He hit a ball off the wall in right field early in that ball game. It hit the top of the wall, and he tried to score on an inside the park home run. It was initially called out at home, but the umpires went to replay at Mark Kingston's behest, and the play, the the ruling at home was overturned, and Campbell was ruled safe. So it was the Gamecocks' first inside the park home run since 2009, and uh, listening to that play on the radio, Colin, that was the most exciting play I've heard this season.
0: Yeah, and, you know, it, it was funny because we really didn't think that, you know, it looked like he just kind of got under it and it was going to be a lazy fly ball in the, you the know, deep right field. But then all of a sudden it kept going and then kept going and kept going. We're like, this has a chance to get out. And then it hits the top of the wall and bounces off and the, the right fielder can't get to it and kind of rolls into the middle of the outfield. Noah, you know, being arguably the fastest guy on the team, you know motors his way home and i don't think you know the umpire wasn't in a really good spot to see the ball uh and the tag but he was in there by a good couple you know you know about a second he gets in there and he's safe and that was about one of the coolest plays i've ever gotten to cover just hmm. based on you know the rareness of it yeah and uh just you know it, it was special just because that's a freshman doing that um and you know he, he's good. I think Noah Campbell is going to be a really, really, really good player at South
1: Carolina. Yeah, a lot of folks excited about the future for Noah Campbell in a Gamecock uniform, so that got the game started. This was a really exciting ball game. Both teams hit four home runs, and South Carolina got five runs in the sixth inning. The Gamecocks had three two-out hits in that five-run sixth, and then the Gamecocks had a six-run eighth inning, and the 15 runs was the most by the Gamecocks in an SEC game since they scored 19 against Tennessee in 2013. And after this game, Colin, the Gamecocks had hit 31 home runs on the season. And at this point last year, they had hit 21. So we talked about, uh, you know, during the offseason fall ball and whatnot, uh, Mark Kingston placing an emphasis on hitting more home runs. And the Gamecocks are doing that so far this year.
0: Yeah, and I think they had 53 all the last season. Uh, so it's, you know, and that set a school record in the current BB Corps bat era. So I think that that record is definitely in jeopardy right now. Uh, a lot has to depend on what they do the rest of the SEC play, obviously. But yeah. you know, they're, you know, insane in terms of just being able to lift the ball. Um, their launch angle is phenomenal. And they're really, really good about, you know, driving the ball into the gap and trying to get extra bases because they know that's kind of what wins games. game.
1: So Sunday's game was the rubber match, Colin, 7,113 the attendance and Florida beat the Gamecocks 3 to 2. Florida had four hits in the ball game. They got an infield single. They had two home runs and a triple. And Florida kind of took advantage of a Gamecock miscue in the fourth inning and that was the difference in the ball game.
0: Yeah, and you know, Rich Chapman hit a batter. Um and then had a had an errant pickoff throw where the runner got to go to third and then scored on the sack fly. So, you know, Florida credit them they, you know, took advantage and capitalized on the other team's mistakes and Uh, use that but other than that it was number one it was a phenomenal baseball game Uh, really good pitching on both sides clutch hitting at some points for South Carolina and uh, Florida and you know you really got to see kind of two pretty good college baseball teams go at it and that was a lot of fun
1: yeah it was an interesting series and we found out a lot about both teams I think particularly the Gamecocks and you know the Gamecocks lost the series certainly reason to believe that the Gamecocks are going to have a good club here in 2018, so the first SEC series of the season is in the books. The Gamecocks are now 13 and 7 on the year. They're one and two in the conference, and Florida improves to 18 and four, and they're two and one in the league. So, Colin, news this week that Tuesday night's game scheduled for Charleston against the Citadel moved to Columbia due to the fear of inclement weather in the Low Country. So instead of going to Charleston, the Gamecocks will get a home game Tuesday night against the Citadel, and April 10th game. Scheduled for Columbia has now been moved to Riley Parks. So they flip flopped the two games, and Citadel's coming here Tuesday night.
0: Yes, and um, it's just kind of a chance for South Carolina to get their feet back under them uh, and kind of continue, even though they lost the series. Some of the positive momentum that they got uh, from that Saturday performance and then a the, uh, pretty good pitching performance on Sunday, um, and kind of test out. You know, they're they're still working with Logan Chapman, who's the midweek guy. Um, just in terms of his mechanics and kind of getting him ready, maybe for a weekend roll over the over the course of his career, um, and it's just another chance, I guess, for South Carolina to you know, put another win in the you know win in the notch, another win in the win column, um, and you know I guess get on track for another big road series this weekend.
1: The Citadel swept by Indiana State recently, Colin, and that was a gut punch, according to their head coach. Citadel's got a new head coach, and obviously South Carolina in his first year under Mark Kingston, so. Gamecocks and Citadel two proud baseball programs with rich traditions both with new head coaches
0: yeah and you know you, you really don't see that just because South Carolina you know the, the state usually doesn't turn over coaches really that often so it's kind of unique for you know both programs to be breaking in a new head coach at the same time um, and you know I, I'm intrigued to see because you know Mark Kingston's still kind of learning the, the history of all of the programs in the state and it'll be Kind of cool, his first chance to go up against a really historic program and, you know, what they built down in Charleston.
1: Colin, can you confirm the pitching matchup Tuesday night? Gamecocks expected to start right-hander Logan Chapman 1-0 with a 3.38 ERA, and it looks like the Citadel will counter with their right-hander Thomas Bailick 0-2 with a 5.17 earned run average.
0: Yeah, that'll, probably, that'll be the, the pitching matchup unless something, you know, unforeseen happens over the next... Or will about three, so unless something happens over the next few hours, uh, I expect Logan to kind of get the ball for South Carolina and, uh pitch for a few innings for him.
1: Yeah, we're recording here on Tuesday afternoon, and the Gamecocks and Citadel will meet at 7 o'clock at Founders Park on Tuesday night, tonight. So then, Colin, the Gamecocks hit the road, for the first time at conference play. They're at Georgia this weekend. And Georgia uh, I thought it was interesting, Colin. They went to Charleston and played five games against three different teams earlier this month and they got swept by College of Charleston. They lost one game to Charleston Southern and they actually beat uh, the Citadel in their fifth game in Charleston earlier this month. So they went 1 and 4 in that trip to the Lowcountry earlier this month. Yeah,
0: and you know, Chad Holbrook was, you know, able to beat Georgia. Um, he had won his last two series against me at South Carolina, uh, I think the last three. Uh, so, you know, that was a big statement win for College of Charleston. And, you know, a lot of people looked at Georgia as maybe a sleeper in the East this year uh, in terms of talent. But, you know, that once they got swept there, I, I think that took a little bit of a backseat in terms of thinking that they could come in and, you know, maybe upset the likes of, you know, Florida, Vanderbilt, and Kentucky and South Carolina at the top of the East. Uh, so it was kind of a, a – I wouldn't say season defining, but kind of regressing back to, I guess, the mean and the norm for both College Charleston and uh, Georgia.
1: Yeah, you got to give the Bulldogs credit. They bounced back after that uh, rough trip to Charleston, and they actually uh, won their season-opening conference series this past weekend. They went to Tuscaloosa and took two out of three from a good Alabama team. Bama won the first game. Friday night in extra innings, but then Georgia came back and won on Saturday and Sunday by the same score, 6-5. to five. So it was three one-run games, and Georgia took two out of three at Alabama. So that will be up next, coming up this weekend for the Gamecocks. Kip Balknight and I will be back here on Gamecock Central Radio for a full preview of the Georgia series later in the week. Colin Taylor joining me today to talk about this Florida series and a look at tonight's Citadel game. Thanks very much, Colin.
0: Absolutely. Thanks for having me on. I always enjoy it.
1: All right, always my pleasure. Colin Taylor, our staff writer with Gamecock Central, and I'm Emerson Phillips, and this is Gamecock Central Radio. Thanks for joining us.